This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 14, Tipping Point. If you think this is punishment for shooting your commanding officer, you're incorrect. I actually think that shows quite a bit of initiative. No, no, you are here because I intend to give you a clean slate. And all you have to do in exchange is tell me how to find Clone Force 99. Welcome back, fellow Batchers and Baddies. This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 14, Tipping Point. Yes, we are back to discuss what we could classify the penultimate episode. I am mm-hmm. one of your hosts, Chris. Yes, the penultimate, or the uh, the one before the uh, big finale. How about that? Yeah, well, that's another yeah. way. Good stuff. I'm your other host, Derek. Uh, unfortunately, John isn't going to be able to join us for this episode of The Bad Batch. So just myself and Chris, but welcome back, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Last week, I was captured and imprisoned by Hemlock. And <laughs> this week, John is. We we thought you were just, um, you know, on your vacation in, uh, in Pabu. Oh, God, that was such a good episode. Hanging out in a beautiful island. Yeah. It it looks cool. It does. It's <laughs> it kind of like, hey, Galaxy's Edge, do you know what you need? <laughs> just a part of it that drips down into the water, and it's, mm-hmm. the, the, it's the island of Pabu. The there Pabu experience. Yeah, yep. that would be cool. Apart from, obviously, they would have to include some, uh, some uh, force of nature attack, uh, which wipes out half the village. Or no, but that's like the, the <laughs> that's the waves for the ride. Oh yes, I like See? that. See, like it's that. a wave pool, <laughs> but at one point it just gets super high. <laughs> it's a good way to get rid of people at the end of the yeah. night, I guess. Uh, yeah, to get them out of it, get them out of the cocktail bars. Uh, you know, John actually came came across a theory um, on the internet. I meant to ask him about it uh, about Pabu. That uh, there's some theory out there that's uh, Scarif from Rogue One. Uh, that the the empire takes it over and turns it into scarif um it's something to do with the way that the uh that the rock face uh, climbs out of the ocean that they basically would have expanded on that and built onto it um to create the imperial base on scarif i don't think that's real but i do like the theory yeah no i i i think it's a nice theory mm-hmm. i think this is just going to be another of these one of these it was wiped off the face of the map Maybe uh, all maybe. galactic maps in the future, and that's where Clone Force ninety nine have been hiding out. That's where they were for Force Awakens and all yeah. the other years Something after. Like that. Yeah. Um, all the original <laughs> trilogy, they were just hiding away, the same way Luke Skywalker hid away for most of the, the sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, could be that, could be that. But I like the theory. I'd love to hear more about it because I want to, I want John to uh, to be on for this episode. Of course, he isn't. So, uh, so we'll have to wait. He may uh, maybe able to shed some more light on that on next week's episode. Yes, but that's a whole week away. We're here uh-huh. to talk about episode fourteen, the tipping yes, point. Mm-hmm. But. If you want, before we get into the ins and outs of the episode details, don't forget you can pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can leave us a voicemail. You can check out all the episodes. You can also subscribe to any Rebel or Imperial podcast player. And if you want to send us your feedback, you can send any emails to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. 
facebook.com or pop on over to our group on facebook.com slash groups slash tv podcast industries where we have a spoiler post for each and every episode yes absolutely only only one more show to cover on the star wars bad batch podcast so we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought of the whole season uh, of the bad patch uh, we'll probably be recording a little bit later next week given that there's two episodes and we got to watch them uh, and uh, put together our notes for them we'll probably be recording on thursday uh, next week to close out the season of the bad batch so we'd love to hear any thoughts that you have uh, on the show so far uh, so yeah pop on over to our facebook group or t- just email us to the feedback at email address yeah so get it in for early 9 a.m pst on the 30th if you can get us all your feedback by 9 a.m pst on the 30th or whatever the equivalent we're in gmt you might be in cet Mm -hmm. you could be in est or cet or one of the other fun ets or just the t's c3po r2d2 (laughs) um i don't know some other fun ig11 whatever your time zone Mm -hmm. why not just get it in and let us know your thoughts so we can discuss it on our episode 15 and 16 breakdowns but we're here to discuss episode 14 well let's change it up since john isn't here chris how about you tell us who gave us what where when or and who and what and why oh my god i'm so happy to do this it's a long time since (laughs) i've done any of this so the show is executive produced by dave filoni brad rao and jennifer corbett the episode itself was written by jennifer corbett and matt mitnovitz the episode was directed by Saul Ruiz, and the story editor for this episode and all the season is Matt Miknovitz. And they gave us quite a lot, so Derek, do you want to let us know what they gave us with your synopsis for this episode? Sure. Above the planet Balmara, a prisoner transport carries Captain Hauser and his clone troops to an unknown location. The ship is intercepted by Rex, Echo, Fireball, Nemec, Gregor, and their team of rogue troopers. They free Hauser and escape with highly classified data before the arrival of Imperial support. Meanwhile, at the Hidden Advanced Science Division, Crosshair is interrogated by Dr. Hemlock. He offers Crosshair his freedom in exchange for revealing the location of the Bad Batch and turning over Omega. Crosshair refuses, but escapes, stunning Dr. Scalder, who is in charge of his interrogation. Before being recaptured, he gets a message out to the Bad Batch. Plan 88, the Seeker. They're after you. Hide. After returning to their base in Coruscant, Echo leaves Rex and Hauser's recovered team with Senator Chuchi and travels to Pabu. There he learns that the Bad Batch have split from Sid, but Hunter is still unwilling to join Echo's fight against the Empire. He also asks Tech to decode the classified Imperial data. Back at the Advanced Science Division, Dr. Hemlock assures Governor Tarkin that he has a resolution for the increasing clone uprising. He also increases the interrogation on Crosshair. Tech learns of the incarceration of Crosshair and of the Hidden Science Division. Believing Crosshair has turned on the Empire, they discuss a plan to free him, but they are concerned this could just be another trap set by their former comrade. And we're straight into it because there's a lot to discuss. It, 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 this episode goes by pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a draggy one with like sometimes they're like, okay, we get your point in the first five minutes. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a lot of kind of moving pieces which I do want to jump into. So should we discuss the episode with our blaster points and kick it off, Derek, with blaster point number one? 
absolutely a nice little action-packed opening for the episode. The prison transport break at the opener of this episode is very cool. Um, we see Hauser and his men. So we've the last time I think we saw Captain Hauser was back in uh, episode 14 of the first season of the show, um, where he effectively blocked the Bad Batch from being captured and then got taken away with his men. So this is following up on that. They've been in prison ever mm-hmm. since, it seems. Uh, and now they're being transported away from, uh, from this planet they've been on. Uh, to the unknown location we know by the end of the episode this is the advanced science science division that's where they're being taken but uh but a great moment as we see rex and his new clone army his new uh let's say free clone army uh together freeing other clones uh what a cool idea no this this is fun for me again even just the action sequence itself again mm-hmm. we i know you got a lot of that in clone wars mm-hmm. um but for a lot of this any of the clones we have seen have been very much your rank and file. Yeah. Clone Force 99 are the special group. They, they do their own thing. Here we see Echo and his, his part of the clone kind of armada with Rex mm-hmm. kind of doing their thing. And I'm very close to wondering if the, this is like, like, do we, will some of these clones start to decorate themselves to differentiate? themselves and is that what you get like this army of almost vigilante bounty hunters Mm. is Saul Guerrero's army somewhat based on these guys and they all (laughs) look slightly different under their helmets I kind of love the idea of a rebel force you know learning from their time working with uh, working under the empire as clones and then coming together and being the first real rebel force taking the fight back to them you know if you think about the timeline we are directly after um, Revenge of the Sith, like the, mm-hmm. the Empire is building right now, as we've seen all the way throughout these two seasons. Um, and we're about 19 years away from Star Wars. So about 19 years away from the big Battle of Yavin, you know, Andor happens during that period, but I think another 10, 15 years away, you know. So I love the idea that some of these clones are coming together, forming this group. It's the story that we've kind of wanted to see the Bad Batch, uh, get involved in much more and it seems like we're on the precipice here we're at the tipping point hence the name of the episode of the bad batch going out and joining this group at least um that could possibly at least happen by the end of the season but uh but here we see a really good um use of this uh of, of rex and his troops and his his clones that he's gotten together all these people that have freed themselves from the empire have all gotten away they're coming back together to free other clones who are being sent off for experimentation and potentially death at the hands of this advanced science division. It's a really cool idea, and it is a really action-packed uh, sequence that we've got here. I thought it was really cool seeing them uh, climb their way through this Imperial ship, uh, get boarding all the way through to the bridge, uh, freeing Hauser's men, the, the plan of separate of separating the two groups uh, so that one can free Hauser and the other can uh, can get the data from, uh, from the central stores. Uh, it's a really cool mission. Yeah. yeah. And even seeing how they fight. So they're mm-hmm. not just, again, the, the stormtrooper-y, clone-troopery mm-hmm. way. Like, they, they threw the, the, the stun grenade, but they kind of wait until people walk a slightly bit further and then threw us, like, go after them a bit more. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is the, there's something in the vents. Like, it's stealth. It's not stealth, but. It's more covert. They're a smaller, yeah. like, crack commando group. Exactly. Where we're very used to with um, Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, they each have their strengths so that you'll, mm-hmm. you're used to Wrecker doing his wrecking. Where yeah. here we saw Echo and the rest of this team who are somewhat 
all the same. They all have the same, like, they're all commandos almost. Yeah, yeah. But we do have the big standouts, of course, of of, uh, of Captain Rex and uh, an Echo here, yeah. uh, who have got lots of uh, of uh, combat experience under the belt. Very true. Uh, one thing was nice to see is that when they do free the men and they bring back and oh we've only got three that's fine well that's shame terrible but mm-hmm. like it's moving the plot forward in that like they're being experimented on and stuff but it was good to see Senator uh, Chuchi. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we saw her back uh, earlier on in the season. So, um, so still working with the clones uh, exactly as she committed to to working with them, and it seems to have allowed them to set up their base here in Kurosan. So, uh, right under the nose of the Empire, I guess, mm. uh, which is quite interesting. I guess they uh, they um, have a have a ready source of uh, of former clone army troopers who are becoming disillusioned with the Empire. Uh, hopefully, going to join the ranks of uh, of Rex and his team. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. But great to see Senator Chuchi here. Um, Again, uh, she's been around since very early in the Clone Wars, so uh, so great to see her still involved. I, I wonder what, Ken, we're at this tipping point. I wonder what the involvement is into the future. Mm. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't make it all the way to uh, to uh, a new hope, new hope. or exactly. Star Wars movie, That's yeah. the thing. I'm <laughs> so, just. <yeah. laughs> I'm all, like. I know we've got a, quite a lot of few years to play with here, yeah. but the, some of the interesting parts of the discussions we've always had was what happened in those intervening years. Exactly. I'm getting deeper into the. Oh, I like this character. I wonder how they die because they're not there at New Hope anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to the Senator Tucci? Absolutely. Uh, because they there are no senators left in New Hope. There's none there. It is all the Empire. Well, yes, yes. There's there's one very notable senator uh, that who's getting a backstory right now in Andor, uh, yes, <laughs> who does true. who does appear uh, in Rogue One and in, and does appear in the in the Star Wars sequels. But you're right, there's uh, there's loads of them that go missing. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where Senator Chuchi turns up next. Exactly. Um, just want to call out just for those of uh, those fans of uh, Star Wars Rebels and of uh, of Clone Wars. Just point out there we seeing seeing another appearance of Gregor uh, here within the, within Rex's team. So he is a full member of the team. We've seen him before um, in the Bad Batch, Chris. But I know as you haven't seen uh, the rest of the Clone Wars or the Rebels, uh, you don't know how wonderful Gregor is. So uh, so great to see him uh, here in the team. Uh, we'll hopefully see a lot more of him uh, as he as his story unfolds in the show. Um. Should we move on to blast point number two? Because this is the one I'm really interested in. Absolutely. Let's talk about the ASD, the Advanced mm-hmm. Science Division. Oh, yes. Hemlock's back. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he oh, he plays a blinder in Doesn't this. Doesn't Jimmy Simpson, just what a great uh, char- a character actor and what a great yes. actor to bring on board for this character of, of Dr. Royce Hemlock. Um, he's so creepy in this episode. I love the quote that we've used for the opening uh, for this episode. I just absolutely love how creepy he is uh, and how manipulative he is. He's a great, a great uh, Star Wars character. Like with, like the, the scene where essentially Crosshair is knocked out by the poison. You just see Hemlock. <sighs> yes, it's a... It was my creation. You know, he's probably just been dosing himself with this Absolutely. poison for years. Yeah. Um, I've developed an immunity, immunity, but you have not. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Um, it's just it's such a good character. Mm-hmm. And I think our, our inclinations have kind of started being on point on this, which is that he, he really needs specific clone material and people. Um, for what end, we don't know, but to advance the cloning 
programs, let's call mm. it that. And we only know one major cloning program uh, that takes place in this ongoing areas. Yes. Um, so I am pretty sure we are seeing the creation of the cloning labs for Palpatine and co. Potentially, potentially. It's interesting that two weeks in a row, um, Mandalorian did touch on this. And we're not going to spoil Mandalorian because we're not covering it here on TV Podcast Industries. But interesting that Mandalorian also um, had a look at cloning in last week's episode. Yes. Uh, and this week we're we're talking about it here with, uh, with Hemlock and his plan. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the big kind of moment that we see in this episode with Hemlock being challenged by Tarkin. Um, we, we see Tarkin worried about the potential that the advanced science division could be found out and could be uncovered. Um, the fact that there's loads of clones that are starting to turn on their programming and questioning their orders and Hemlock saying, I have a plan, follow it. It will take care of all of those, um, clones who are turning on their orders. So it's, it sounds like he's either going to be using all of the clones for experimentation or he has a new way to get them back underneath the control of the empire i think that's more likely it's probably not that he's he wants every single clone within the army to be dosed with whatever he's concocting from uh from omega when he gets her oh i i was taking is that his because he talked about poison mm. in the gas i was expecting almost like it's a virus that will only attack the clones maybe maybe that's so, it, yeah. like all clones are dead so, be, and that would explain why potentially we have not seen any major clones for in the in the future mm. of the Star Wars universe is because Hemlock creates a virus mm. that targets just the clones, and he, in order to correct the find the correct cells or the the right genome, he has to he needs Omega for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe um, that's because it. that's maybe what that's the, this this major kind of area is like. We know that the AS, the Advanced Scientific Division, are working on weird cloning things. Obviously, we saw mm-hmm. that the alien monster. That the, the beast, the, yeah. the, Yes, they were working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, there's in order to satisfy his evil machinations, he does some additional weird stuff, so, weird Frankenstein stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is focused on getting his hands on Omega. So yes. we, we see his interrogation of Crosshair and Crosshair pushing back and like keeping tight lipped on it. Absolutely. And then escaping. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it was a futile escape, to be fair. Well, um, he tried hard and he got a message out. But yes. He didn't escape. So when I say yes. futile escape, <laughs> it was a futile escape for him, but he did manage to get a message out which was key to kind of the tipping of the our third bass point which we'll get to later yeah i i I feel like knowing crosshair he had a plan there and his plan is to warn omega through the bad batch um when he hears that that is what hemlock wants even though he's being warned constantly from dr scalder who's the doctor who's supposed to be uh doing the interrogation on him that there's no escape there's this whole entire place is locked down there's no point in even trying you can't get off this area he still escapes and i think the reason he does is purely to send that message mm-hmm. i don't think he thinks he's going to get away he think he probably thinks he's going to die in his attempt but if he can get that message out to the bad batch particularly omega because she's the innocent here um then 
she could be saved and that's enough for them um why omega though i suppose was the big kind of question that was going through my head we've kind of questioned this a number of times why is she important so uh to bring it back because it's a long time these series are quite long to bring it back again she is another clone made from the original um with no augments at all very similar to boba fett she has no additional augments she has no she never had the chip inside of her that the rest of the clone troopers had um so she is different to all other clones except for boba fett so the question i did have was is she actually is her source material and because i don't remember this is is it confirmed her source material is from jango fett is she a female from of the jango fett genes because we do know in the future, Palpatine has made clones and extended his family based mm-hmm. on those clones. Um, and kind of, so could it be that the reason they want her is because she is, that she is, there's an Alpha and Omega, and the Alpha is the male Pal- Palpatine bloodline, and the Omega is the female Palpatine bloodline clones. And that is why he wants them back, because it's like, Oh God, that our our illustrious Emperor now's clones are on the loose, and one of them's gone. Mm. I I'm wondering if that like because we do know spoilers for the sequels. I suppose <laughs> Ray's heritage is a Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. So we know there there's that bloodline there, and we mm-hmm. never knew how when it started. Yeah. So. Yeah. That bloodline could be started as early, from a clone as early back now. It um, could, yes. I get. It I'm could. just. I don't understand. <laughs> like that makes more sense to me than just a female Django Fett mm-hmm. clone. I I wonder if it's what they did to create a female Django Fett clone is technology or a procedure that they would like to use in a different way in the future. Maybe that's more what True. it is. So, um, again, we're talking thirty or forty years to the end of the uh, of the saga right so uh so there's quite a long period of time between when we've got omega here at around the time of revenge of the sith all the way through to rise of skywalker all the way through to the end yeah. of the of the saga so quite a long a long period of time so anything could happen between now and then i wonder if they just want to investigate because remember she was created by the kaminoans um kept completely separately from everybody else so I wonder if they just want to get their hands on her. So since the Kaminoans aren't being particularly um, helpful in in their the advancements in the cloning process that, uh, that Hemlock wants to make, if he gets his hands on Omega, then he can either persuade the Kaminoans to help or he can dissect her himself potentially and learn the secrets that he doesn't yeah. know yet. That, it, it's that it's the one that's getting me. Like, I, I really want to know way more I, I i just want an answer on this one because again if i know what this is i know again i just want i just want christmas to come um <laughs> but then the story's over chris and you have no more story to tell it's a galaxy far far away yeah it's yeah a galaxy full of stories it is although i will say as i mentioned given that the focus in last week's episode of the mandalorian which is set at yes. a very different time period, was also on cloning and also potentially leading to the Palpatine clone. If they're explaining it there and here, we're probably going to have to combine loads of stories together to get a full explanation for what actually true. happened. It's true. <laughs> I think so, that, that there is that. Um, yeah. The only other thing is, I, the only other 
possibility I had in my head was that she is, her DNA represents how to clone someone without the aging, the built-in redundancies that were mm. built into the, the actual clones. Exactly. The, the Empire don't know how to do that. So she is just a perfect clone, mm-hmm. be it male or female. She's a perfect clone. Exactly. Um, the only reason I still lean towards the, the, the Palpatine is her potentially sensitivity to the Force because she's got some pilot skills. Which we can yeah, talk she about does. Later. She does. She does. But I, I still, I'm not, I'm not on, on board with her sensitivity to the, uh, to the force. I think she's just quite skilled. She's but. just got some good teachers. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, one, one little thing I wanted to mention, uh, in here, <laughs> just because it was my own fault uh, for not noticing it the first time. Um, when Crosshair escapes and is overpowering, um, the, the doctor that's with him, Dr. Scalder, he shoots her and runs and, uh, then shoots two other guards and sends the message off, gets dragged back in. And later on, we see Hemlock coming back in and, uh, and Dr. Scalder walks in behind Hemlock and, you know, admonishes uh, Crosshair for escaping. When I saw that first, I was like, oh, my God, there's loads of clones of Scalder uh, to help out Dr. Hemlock uh, because he killed her because he's killed everybody in his way. That's what he does. And then the second time I watched it, I realized, yes, he did use a stun a stun bolt uh, to stun her and knock her out and then leave because yeah. you can see the difference in the colors. He uses blue on her and he uses red on all of the guards uh, as he's escaping through. So he does kill loads of other people, but he does not kill Scalder. But it's amazing how this, how when there's talk about cloning in the show, that your mind connects those two things together and goes, oh, there must be a, another clone out here. This, she's obviously a clone that, uh, that uh, Hemlock has created to help him out. But no, uh, completely wrong on that story. <laughs> do you, do you, before before we move into the next blaster point, uh-huh. we we had previously once talked about, and it's only because we have a bit of time and John's not here, so we like he would be taking up an extra ten minutes on his points. <laughs> um, but do you think they are going to attempt some form of bringing Crosshair back in? Hundred percent. I think we're. I think actually, that's in the discussion in the final piece. So it's more about the bad batch themselves and their reaction to Crosshair. Okay. So well then, let's move. That's what I'd say. to our blaster point. <laughs> See, we might have loads and loads of time, but I'll still push you into our, into our three point structure, Chris. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> blaster point number three. So yes, in an episode of the Bad Batch, once again, uh, leaving the entire Bad Batch to uh, our final point for the discussion and discussing everything else that's going on around them. Uh, our final point is really, will the Bad Batch enter the fight? And it's, it kind of comes off the fact that there's um, two former members of the Bad Batch trying to get in contact with them. We've got Crosshair with the message that he sends out from uh, from the Advanced Science Division. And then we have Echo on the other side trying to contact Tech to get him to decipher the information that he's stolen um, from the Empire. So really, for the first time in episode after episode of the ep- after episode we have all five members of the bad batch in contact with each other right it's the first time in ages that we've had crosshair I, I say plus, crosshair is in, plus... In, he, he's not he, he they're in the same episode together i wouldn't say they're in contact but they they he literally voices. contacted them chris but there was no it was not a two-way contacting that's like it's me not. leaving a voice note for you and you kind of <laughs> 
at some point reading it, but I never see the read the red message part of it. Oh, you always know that I've read your messages, Chris. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say maybe then uh, are connected to each other in yes. some way for okay. the first time in, uh, I think, all season, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we haven't we haven't had any time uh, time together. So it's the impact that that now has on the Bad Batch. We have them still on Pabu. I know you weren't here for last week's episode, Chris, but we know Pabu is kind of their new home, sort of. They don't really want to stay there. And there's that discussion again with Hunter as to whether he wants to lay down his roots on Pabu, this beautiful planet where everybody seems to be enjoying themselves, except he's constantly under watch. He's concerned that if a trooper lays down roots, then it's really bad for the place they're laying down roots, effectively. So he's concerned that he'll pull the Empire down to this place or he'll cause danger there uh, or people can find them there effectively so uh so that's kind of kind of cool we do have uh wrecker seems to be getting along with everybody there you know he's, he's wrecker come on he, course. he's just a big oaf like lovable oaf that kind yeah. of wanders around and just oh that's really heavy need me to lift it Hoink. absolutely he yeah. caught one fish that could probably uh feed the entire population of pabu yeah. That with that one fish <laughs> you know but he seems really happy there and then we have uh tech giving flight training to Echo, uh, which you mentioned earlier on as well. And, and she seems to be really enjoying the uh, this moment that she's able to actually learn how to fly the Marauder. Uh, in the past, she's just had to read all the manuals and not touch the flight controls. But yeah. now we have her behind the flight controls and doing a pretty good job of it. Very good job. Like, manages to do a, like a full downward trajectory nosedive and pull up at the last second. The tech turn. Well, no, the tech turn is oh, the, the tech turn is the other one. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this was just a no dive and pulled up, and the the alarms don't go off. It was fine. Well, in actual fact, the alarms burnt out. I love that. I love that from uh, from Tech. He looks yeah. so exasperated at this, but still enjoying himself. I like. Yeah. I like that he's still taking credit for being a good teacher. Yeah. No, and <laughs> look, maybe he is. Maybe, maybe she's born with it. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> will never is. know. <laughs> maybe she was cloned with it. Exactly. Or maybe she has some kind of force powers, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? The <laughs> some only people are other just child great pilots, pilot, Chris. the only other child pilot who was really skilled at that, skilled at so many other things, was a certain uh, Skywalker of Anakin persuasion. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's 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 less of that. Look, this was cool. It was nice to see. I I get Hunter and that whole lay down roots piece it, it's mm-hmm. a nice thing i think they're they're doing that because i think they're giving us pabu because look how beautiful this place is mm-hmm. now they must rich they must run away for fear of it being destroyed or the yeah. in the next episode it will get destroyed it's very much that potentially they go it, they're traced there yeah um, we'll see I hope not. I hope they have a way to draw people away from Pabu before it gets uh, attacked, because what we were talking about in last week's episode really is this idea that this is a place built by refugees of the last war. All the people that have been driven out of their real homelands and have now found this beautiful new paradise. And then if that gets destroyed again, that feels like an awful storyline for those people. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully they have a way to draw them all away. Maybe. Like... Maybe. I don't know. I know. Things, I, I things, think, make, things may go very dark before a new hope comes out, yes. Exactly. That's why I was trying to go like they they like sometimes as much as this is a kid's show, every now and again they go super dark on the show. Yeah, they do. Uh the wall of dead uh uh clones. 
mm-hmm. um, or is definitely one that I was like, oh yeah, that that's that's the wall of remembrance. Interesting. Well, absolutely, um, and, and Crosshair has literally killed multiple people yes. um, in the, over the course of the season. Um, so for me, the, the, this is an interesting one because we do see Echo arrive and mm-hmm. they kind of catches up with Hunter and then and gives the code to Tech. Mm-hmm. And we do get the message decoded, mm-hmm. where kind of tech goes through it, and he's like, "Yeah, they like we found out this is the ASD, and there was a message there on one of our channels. They talk about they had already captured Crosshair, and the question is from Hunter: Is it a trap? Exactly. Which is fun because we and we're left kind of on a cliffhanger where we know mm-hmm. they're probably going to go try and rescue Crosshair." Um, or at least like do something about this place that is taking all of these clones. Well, yeah, it, it's I, I suppose a little bit more specific than that. They find out from the data that Crosshair has been captured, and because he's been captured, they know that he must have turned on the Empire, um, if that's what the data is telling them. And because it's from a separate source, not directly from the message from Crosshair, yeah. kind of corroborates the message from Crosshair effectively. So those two pieces of information together make them think, "Ooh, hang on a second. Maybe Crosshair is has actually gone over his tipping point, has turned the corner, and is coming back to us. Is finally realizing that the Empire isn't the place for him. So can we go and save him? But yeah, you're right. I absolutely love that idea that there's still that suspicion over Crosshair because everything that he's done would say that this is something that he could do to yeah. draw them out of this hiding place that they found. You know, Echo says when he arrives, this is one of the most difficult places to find in the galaxy. You know, we've got a great hiding spot here. So. Uh, Maybe it is a plan from Crosshair uh, yeah. to draw them out here. So, yeah. So that leads to the question. If they attempt to rescue Crosshair, do we end the season with the Bad Batch back together? Interesting, isn't it? Um, Especially after Crosshair has everything Crosshair has done. Uh-huh. Everything across this season and last season. Yeah. Can you really... Would... I hate to use the term redeem. <laughs> I know. But from a narrative perspective, bring him back. They Maybe they don't redeem and they bring him back into the fold. But can you even bring him back into the fold? Like, just by attempting to, like, warn them. Is that enough? And again, I, I personally, I don't know. I would love, I love his stoicism of Crosshair. I love mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah, he's the anti-hero personality type he just he's a soldier that follows ear, follows orders see i wouldn't even say anti-hero he's the villain and has been and has turned on them um mm-hmm. what's really interesting is it's the fact that he murdered his superior officer last week that's gotten him in prison and could potentially get him back into good favor let's say with the bad batch right mm-hmm. um i think the way they may play it is the bigger story, which is getting the Bad Batch involved in Rex's crew. And that means Crosshair has a path to join Rex's crew rather than coming back and being a, a, a joined-up member of the Bad Batch. Yes! That's it. That's what they'll do. They'll bring him in. They'll, he'll stay with Rex. Mm-hmm. Echo stays with the Batch. There you go. That like could be the that, way to do it. That's the way you can, and then you keep now the villain slash anti hero 
helping Rex and then you can visit him once or twice if you want and we can get us a, a Rex and Crosshair story in season three yeah. what the, some of their stuff and we get a separate piece here of Echo back in the team and a Happy Omega it could be that yeah it could, could be, be that. that or or everybody joins up with Rex's crew um you know we we know from Andor um Luthan Rail uh Stellan Skarsgård's character um he did very tough things to start the rebellion right yeah his whole speech about being a member of the of the rebel group is that he may not live to see when they they when they win effectively so um that could be crosshair's role crosshair having to do the things that other people wouldn't do crossing those lines um because he may have this whole journey that he's gone on may be now convincing him that uh the empire is the wrong uh, the wrong group for him, let's say. So, um, so this journey that he's been on, it's more. It's not a redemption. It's more that he is now finding out what, uh, yeah. what, where he should be and where where he belongs. So maybe that's it. Maybe, but or maybe they all die, or maybe they all die. <laughs> There's no season three. <laughs> <laughs> End fade to black. Fade. <laughs> um, I think. That's a majority of the, the, the story. Like, we mm-hmm. fade to black. Like, are they going to... Is it a trap? That is the, the big question we are left with. Yeah. The good news is we know it's not specifically a trap from Crosshair because yes, he correct. wasn't involved in any of the that, That's a good thing, right? So so we, we know that. Um, so if Bad Batch go in and save them, they're doing the right thing. They're saving their, their former... Uh, former Compatriot. Um, compatriot or comrade in arms. Yes. Um, from a very bad fate, um, and if they—that's if they get there in time before uh, before Hemlock has interrogated him to death, basically with Hemlock. With him. <laughs> um, good stuff. Any notes for this overall episode from your side? No, no additional notes for me. I think we've talked about the episode pretty uh, pretty in depth there. I know it's, it's and we, we did it for a long time too. We don't mm-hmm. just need John to go to go long. We can always go long. We Chris. can always go long. Okay, <laughs> so final thoughts on the Bad Batch season two, episode fourteen, tipping points. Derek, what are your final thoughts? I think they've been nailing the show um, for the last couple of weeks. Really tying the stories together really well. You know, the, the kind of couple of criticisms we had on some of the episodes earlier on in the season that were fine, but just needed some little touches that tie into the wider universe. And for the last three, four episodes in a row now, I think, even episodes that felt like side stories just about the batch tied in really well. This episode nailed the setup to where I wanted to be by the end of the season. So uh, they've done a great job job establishing this group of clone troopers who are saving other clone troopers who are trying to get away from the Empire. They've got the really nefarious advanced science division uh, and what's happening with their work. And we have the Bad Batch being pulled back into this war uh, much more. So, yeah, really, really loved this episode. Great to see um, Echo back. Great to see Rex back. Uh, seeing some other members of the of the clones that we haven't seen in a while, like Hauser and Gregor. Uh, really cool to see all of them. So, uh, so yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to see from, uh, from a lot of the series. It's a, a top episode for me from this season. How about yourself, Chris? Very same as you. Um, I personally, they, they, re- they're redeeming themselves as a show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I had start. I did really start to feel we were leaning towards potentially adventure of the week again, especially with Padu, because it it advanced the story. It gave them a home, mm. 
but it didn't advance it dramatically. And I was like, oh, is the next episode like, there's an issue in Pabu now with a whale. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I wasn't sure where this was going. Yeah. Like, don't forget, we still got Sid out there. Like, there's still that whole Sid story which hasn't been resolved. And we only got two episodes, and it's mostly probably going to focus on like the advanced scientific division. Well, you know, remember one of the questions that Hemlock is asking of Crosshair is to tell him, since he thinks like the Bad Batch, to tell him who the Bad Batch would be in contact with. So, so that's potentially that's how where they connect to Sid, I think. Yeah, um, so he, she's been mentioned every episode. We've had a hologram of her if she hasn't been in, if she hasn't been in the episode specifically. So, um, so she's out there. It's it's on the precipice of being resolved. I think by the end of this season. And yeah. yeah, I'm absolutely convinced that the uh, that uh, Hemlock will be searching out Sid because. As we know, Crosshair has no idea where the Bad Batch are. He hasn't been in contact with them for months. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess that is definitely going to be resolved in the next two yeah. episodes. But overall, look, this was, as an episode, this was great fun. Again, mm-hmm. it kind of just gave us a bit more. It, it, it was the tipping point for the episode <laughs> of the season. It's like, oh, I'm, we're into the final stretch. Now. Mm-hmm. Literally, we're into the, the, the final 40, 50 minutes Mm-hmm. maybe, of the show. And I'm here for it. I want to see what they do. Can they stick the landing? Is this a superhero landing? Is this a Jedi landing? Or is it a slight stumble as if I've jumped off a small ledge? <laughs> like, that's, like, is it going to be, oh. And I'm happy with all of that. I think, and, and yet we still don't have a confirmed season three. So, like, hopefully they'll they'll probably get next week we'll do the finale they'll give us about a week's finger biting nails <laughs> uh kind of a couple of d- d- days of anxiousness wait and then we'll get told this season three coming relax relax everything um we do know that there is star wars celebration happening in london in the coming months so they might just announce it there um so we'll see um, but I'm I'm here for it. I really am. Yeah, hopefully we'll get an announcement of season three uh, pretty soon. Or, or given that we've got um, this potential for a big group of clones getting together under Rex, maybe they'll just rename the show again. You know, we've talked about it before that the Bad Batch season one is effectively the eighth season of the Clone Wars. It, it took uh, characters from season seven of the Clone Wars and spun them off into this show. But so many other characters have been coming from the Clone Wars into this show that it is just a continuation of that story. Uh, the Bad Batch is potentially this two season story of how this group got away and then joined another group of clones. And then we have a new name for the third season of that. Uh, so maybe it'll be that. Yeah, and send us your feedback on what you think that name should be. Yeah. Reximus Max and his amazing clonified army. Just spitballing here. Probably not. It's definitely not a good name. But there's probably some better ones there. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of feedback, let's get on to some feedback, Chris. Excellent. First up, over on Facebook for episode 13, Pabu, um, Russell Hooper had this to say. What an episode. We knew some kind of danger was coming. I was scared that somehow the batch would bring the Empire to Pabu. Not intentionally, of course. I never thought of a natural disaster. Personally, I'm in a very landlocked state. We get earthquakes here, but say they're minor is being generous. 
the trains that run by my house cause bigger tremors than the earthquakes here do. So obviously <laughs> tsunamis aren't a thing here. Tornadoes though? Mm, yeah, they are. As soon as that first tremor hit, I told my wife that the girls had to get to shore and everyone had to get high. Hats off to the animation folks. They made the water being sucked out look real. I was also worried about Wrecker and Shep. I can see the writers killing off a major character in the show, so I'm so glad they didn't. I'm starting to think Fee might be trustworthy. I didn't like her at first, but after this episode, my attitude is changing. So how long before Sid sells him to the Empire? Finally, three episodes left, two weeks left. I'm sad. Thanks, Russell. Yeah, Sid's going to sell him to the Empire. Pretty much we think next episode. Fee, I'm the same. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of coming around to her. I think the Mm -hmm. whole thing is they wanted us to be wary. They wanted us not to trust her. And then to get to this episode where you're like, oh, she's actually a nice person. She's not just a treasure hunter. She's an actual archaeologist almost. She's a treasure, like, reclaimer. Um, And it's really good. And yes, two weeks, I'm sad too. One week, I'm sadder. Two episodes, though, at least yes, uh, next week. And we've still got loads more Star Wars to come uh, this year as well. So that's kind of cool. Uh, excellent stuff. Thanks so much, Russell, for your thoughts uh, on last week's episode. We also got some thoughts in from Jamie Lawton on episode 13. He says, I really got the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom vibe in the opening scene, too. It belongs in a museum. You call her Dr. Genoa's lady. I half expected to see a Club Obi-Wan sign as they escaped. Quite apt seeing... Uh, what happened at the Oscars this week? Um, that was when uh, when Harrison Ford met Kehu Kwan uh, for the first time in a couple of years uh, at the uh, at the Oscars. So a little reference there to uh, Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom. Yes, uh, I, I could see that uh, Genoa and um, and uh, Omega at that at the opening of the episode did feel very Indiana Jones. So I had to look it up, Chris. When I got this feedback in, I had to look up why it felt so Indiana Jones. So there's another little Easter egg in here, which I absolutely oh. love. In the opening scene, in that sequence, the actual signs outside the bar uh, are written in Arabesh and translate into Club Lao Che. Lao Che is the character that Indy met in Club Obi-Wan in The <laughs> Temple of Doom. How cool is that? That's very good. I like that one. So well done, Jamie, for your spot on that and your extra kind of nod to Indiana Jones because uh, that was entirely intended by the team beside, behind the an- animation. Nice. And any nod to Dr. Jones is a good nod in my books. We're, I, myself and Indiana are so similar. So similar. <laughs> You're practically cousins, Chris. We're, we're practically, you know, like he, he could be my grandfather back in the day. I have no connection or American blood, but he could be. He's also fictitious, but he could be. <laughs> well, his, his dad's Scottish, right? So that's getting closer at least. Is he though? Because I, like we've all seen uh, old Sean Connery play a different nationality. I just go, eh, I'll use my old accent. I'm not even fine. trying that accent. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint, go watch Highlander where he plays a Spaniard. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks so much for your thoughts on last week's episode. We hope to hear from you for the finale of the uh, of the series uh, next week. Again, just email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com with your thoughts on any of the episodes that we've covered for Star Wars The Bad Batch. You can also pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries and leave your thoughts over there on any of the episodes and we'll pick them all up next week hot off the presses some feedback on this episode of the bad batch from dr bob phillips who says doom is coming which is actually a spin-off series for doctor who too 
but I mostly meant to the peaceful isles and the batch need to escape. Loved how we got to this point of confrontation, how the Nazi scientific wing are being explained by in their disregard for a people, and how the Star Wars writing team have, by convergent evolution, described vaccination and immunity to the toxin. Yeah, Hemlock, we got that covered with tetanus half a century ago. <laughs> Stop being smug. Let's see Clone Force 99 reforming to rebel. Love it, Dr. Bob. Yes, I do like the Nazi discussion. Even had a gas chamber in this in this yeah. episode. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, they're going on heavy. I did not even connect until you said the word. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. No, yep, this is where they're going with this. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to see them all reform and rebel, right? Yes. What a cool idea. Rise up. Rise up, my clone brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Yes, and if you've enjoyed... All the 14 episodes so far, don't forget you can go on over to patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries where you can support us for any ongoing monthly amount. Or you can just buy a galactic coffee by heading on over to buy me coffee slash TVPI where you can buy some blue milk or some green milk caffeinated for our old <laughs> podcast editor there to keep him going into the wee hours. And so if that's not up your alley. Don't worry. You can also head on over and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or just share the love by sharing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I have to give a shout out. We just finished off uh, The Last of Us uh, podcast. Great show uh, over on HBO. I know it's a different audience probably to uh, to most of the people that watch uh, watch uh, The Bad Batch, but go check it out. Really good show. We had a, a great podcast about that with some great feedback from our wonderful, wonderful listeners. We have a final episode coming up for that where we'll be announcing the winner of our Last of Us World's End pub quiz. Uh, you still have time to enter that. Uh, we'll be closing the, uh, the gates on that next Monday and recording our finale podcast on Tuesday of next Next week so uh so get in your entries for the fu- the pub quiz on the on the last of us yes great stuff we are also covering star trek picard the final season of that show i'm about halfway through that and that's been really really good fun to cover as well so uh so hopefully you'll stick with us for our coverage of those shows as well yes there are other shows on the horizon but we'll not discuss those just now we are sticking with our Star Trek in across the universe. Is it sacrilege to do that on a Star Wars themed podcast? I think it's just sacrilege to do that on any podcast. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, good thing. <laughs> Maybe this may not make it in, but it will probably make it in. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast of the Bad Batch. Yes, we'll be back next week with our chat about the Star Wars Bad Batch season two, double episode finale, episode 15, The Summit. And episode 16, Plan 99. And we'll be recording on March 30th. So make sure you get your feedback in for on those two episodes by the morning of March 30th. And we'll make sure we include it in our discussions. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we must go and see what is else out there. Because I do like Plan 99. That sounds like Plan 99 from Outer Space. Well, interestingly, the the call out that Crosshair uh, made in this episode was Plan 88, The Seeker. So Plan 99 obviously has another code word associated with it. So uh, we'll find out in the finale episode. Good stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time. Yes. So in lieu of John, I will say keep watching, keep listening, and keep being bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.